This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 267. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Upon this Thursday bonus episode we're taking a look at another new horror movie. This one currently available on Shudder. Exclusive to Shudder. This is Beach House. So we're going to be looking at that after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up, ladies and gents. This is us halfway through the week and halfway through our planned episodes. We had a little bit of irreverence looking at body horror back on Monday. On Saturday, you're getting a listener choice episode for your listening pleasure. And then jumping into Sunday, 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 we continue our look at the 88 Farms Slasher Classic series. Oh yeah. On the Teapots Collective, slightly delayed, mostly due to construction work happening in my home, ladies and gents. It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a mess at the moment, I'm not going to lie. Things should be cleared by the weekend. You'll be getting where to begin with Jallo. Much delayed on that one, but looking forward to putting that one out. Uh, The Pajama Girl Case is the movie we are covering, plus getting to your reviews of Spasmo. So we'll see what you guys made of that movie. And then early into next week on the Teapots Collective, begin the next episode of Opera Omnia. And there you go. That's you all caught up. It is worth seeing at the start of this episode getting tons of awesome feedback from you guys recently about the X-Files stuff so we'll be doing more of that real soon a lot of questions surrounding the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series and when it's starting beginning of August for that one so basically a week on Monday we'll be kicking off in earnest with that some people asking about the screenings we're doing they're usually on Thursday nights you need to be on the Facebook group page to get the link to the cast room for that commentary. Also worth updating you that I've started to experiment with Discord uh, and we'll be doing some Discord content coming up real soon as well. And then the last thing is, yeah, there is obviously a delay in putting out the final instalment of our Phantasm Russian Roulette franchise retro that is recording this weekend and hopefully it should be out next week so we'll be concluding that the next Russian Roulette franchise retro will be coming very soon after that and we'll be looking at the Jaws franchise so all four movies covered on that so yeah that is your update ladies and gents okay let's do this shall we we are going to jump across right now and do a little bit promos for shows that I love trailer for Beach House and when we return we're discussing that movie right after this hey Feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! 
the new podcast cure-all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. see someone change in front of you and you know there's no going back it scares me to death no one's been here in months it's beautiful i love you you know i love you too does anyone need a refill yes please (laughs) (laughs) have you seen this out here before it's in the trees it's all over something in the air. I felt a little lightheaded before. I feel good. It's like I was knocked out. I, uh, I can't remember. Mr. Turner! Matt! Miss Turner? Where's Mr. Turner? So nice out today. Hello? What is going on? I don't know. Something from the water. I can feel it on the side. What is it? back so you've just heard the trailer for the beach house now this is currently available right now on shudder it is a shudder exclusive because it has only been released what two weeks ago i think as of the date of this recording this will be a non-spoiler review so get yourself that free entry into shudder i think you get like a week free or something so sign yourself up for that week free uh, and watch the movie then come back and listen to the review or or just pay for the fucking subscription. Shudder is a reasonable EF at the moment. And uh, there's a ton of content getting flung over there. Actually, they've stepped up quite vigorously the amount of exclusives making their way over to that platform and still have a bevy of really interesting stuff in the background. So yeah, no spoilers in this one because I encourage you go and check this one out. So this is The Beach House, uh, released on Shudder, 9th of July 2020, written and directed by Jeffrey E. Brown. This is his uh, 
feature film debut. He's got two shorts out before this and appears to have worked in a myriad of different roles within the movie making industry across genres in the past, whether that's uh, location scouting, producing, acting, writing. He's, he's done a bit of everything. So this is him making his film debut here. The movie itself uh, stars Liana Liberato, Noah Legros, Jake Weber, Marianne Nagel, Michael Brumfield, Matt Maisto, Kevin Corkin, or sorry, Stephen Corkin, not Kevin Corkin, uh, and some other folks that are doing voice acting here. Synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as a romantic getaway for two troubled college sweethearts turns into a struggle for survival when unexpected guests and the surrounding environment exhibit signs of a mysterious infection. So, like I say, I'm not going to spoil this one, but we are going to get kind of deep into what I think works for the movie and what I think maybe doesn't work for the movie. For the most part, a lot works for this movie. I think uh, the casting is really good. Um, it's great to see Jake Webber pop, and, uh, pop up in so much genre stuff these days. I've always kind of liked him as an actor. And uh, our main kind of heroine here, played by uh, Liana Liberato, she plays a character called Emily, is really, really good. I'm not too fond of Noah Legros, who plays Randall. I think he's a bit too generic for my liking. Um, and the woman who plays Jane, uh, a character who appears to be exhibiting maybe kind of cancer, we're not entirely sure, played by Marianne Nagel, is fucking brilliant. Really liked her performance of this kind of frail woman who's maybe living the last couple of months of her life and trying to capture a bit of something, a bit of nostalgia for, for a better time. Um, so I really like the casting. I think the casting's pretty damn good in this one. Uh, location, great as well. We're working with a minimalist location because this is essentially, as kind of hinted at in the synopsis, a kind of outbreak infection-based sort of movie. However, it weirdly occupies a similar world to something like The Colour Out of Space, so the Richard Stanley Lovecraft Nick Cage movie. Um, it's in that kind of environment. This is obviously pivoted through a more kind of teen aspect, it's more kind of teen horror movie, and it's predicated mostly on the mystery, and that's why I don't really want to give too much away. Um, our character of Emily is studying, it's kind of like, it's chemistry, but it's like extraterrestrial chemistry, so to speak, and how the planet has been forged by influences out with what was maybe indigenous to it back when it was created and how it has spawned and changed and crafted the environment. And those kind of tones and themes throughout her conversations early in the movie are really echoed throughout the movie and that's as far as I want to go on that aspect. There's a lot of kind of interspliced work between characters chatting and, you know, almost like a magnifying glass or a, a microscope going down into the cellular level and watching things bubble and contort and twist and change. Um, kind of almost bookended symbolism between... Weirdly, things like um, oysters and, and later on in the movie, things that kind of parallel oysters or the creation of an oyster, which I found really interesting as well. Um, it's shot 
beautifully. I really, really like the production on this one. I don't think this cost a lot of money to make. I think this is probably one of those kind of... I want to see indie budget ones where there's maybe a bit more than you would expect. It's not micro budget by any stretch of the imagination, but all the money has certainly been put in the right place, whether that's in the practical effects. Some of the visual effects, which are very kind of colour out of space, are done surprisingly well. They don't look too fakey. They actually surprisingly sit alongside the practical effects and enhance a lot of it. Um, but the mystery is what the movie's based on, and as we travel further into it, the mystery gets more engaging, at times slightly off-putting, and to be honest, I kind of saw where the movie was going maybe about 20 minutes before the end, which is not a slight at all. I'm actually quite glad it went that way, because had they tried to deviate from that, I don't feel the landing would have been as satisfying as it was. Um Weirdly, the movie runs at a very kind of slow, kind of almost glacial pace for a movie that has a runtime under an hour and a half. That's a bold thing to do. It doesn't really want to push itself fast or hard in any narrative direction at all, rather just allowing you to um, take in what's happening within those scenes and try and put them in context into the wider mystery that's unfolding. I thought that was really well done. I think the score in the movie is also really good. It's the sound design and the score in this movie ramp up this degree of kind of ominous danger from pretty much the first five minutes right to the very end. Nothing settles at all. You constantly feel like the, the other shoe is going to drop. Something bad's going to happen, but you just don't know when it's going to happen. And weirdly, a lot of it is attributed to other factors in the beginning, uh, whether that be drug-based or alcohol-based, or even to an extent, depression or the you know the kind of after effects of potential terminal illness. And then as the movie comes along, all these things kind of Voltron up together to lead to like the, the final narrative push towards the end. I found it satisfying in that capacity. I think the movie itself isn't necessarily doing anything remarkable. Like I say, if you've seen The Colour of Space within the last year, the beach house is occupying similar territory, albeit maybe not as ostentatiously as that movie. It certainly exists in a similar world so to speak. And I don't want to say any more on that one as well because I feel that that might be giving a wee bit too much away on this movie and I kind of want to hold back on that one because I do think you should check it out. I, I did find this movie quite surprising, weirdly refreshing as well. All in all, when it comes to talking about this movie, I think there are interesting character dynamics that are never really fully fleshed out. There's a tension between the the kind of two main characters here, the, the kind of the college sweetheart couple, which is set up and never fulfilled in a way that I feel happy about. So there's like like I said early on in the in the movie, there's this idea that maybe they're at cross purposes, and then the movie later on starts to fill out a bit more information about where their lives are heading, which would make you think that maybe they don't want to be together long term. But the movie never really 
successfully answers the questions it sets up. As soon as things start to turn a bit weird, those kind of stories become lost in something that the movie itself finds far more interesting. Same with the the kind of the older couple that they meet at the property. There's a lot set up there that is never really narratively fulfilled or fleshed out beyond the idea that they're maybe spending their last kind of summer together or their last time together at a place that held something dear to them because the the, the woman in this relationship, Jane, is on her last leg. She's on her way out. Um, but it never really fulfills the culmination of that either. I will see there's one or two scenes specifically in this one that with those characters that are really, really well done and come from a, a left field approach that I enjoyed. So I feel the characters whilst are good, I don't feel they're, the the story set up, the subplots that are set up are fully realised in a way which felt ultimately satisfying. Weirdly though, and I suppose in real life that's just how relationships are when shit goes sour. You know, when things go bang, we prioritise survival over relationship kind of sorting outs uh, and whatnot. So that probably is a bit more grounded in realism. Uh, but like I say, there are certain plot points in writing scripts that if you set up something, especially a character dynamic, we need to kind of successfully see that paid off at the end or it's really not worth it. Um, like there, there is there is a kind of resolution to Emily and Randall which didn't feel... It felt like characters were getting over things a bit quicker than they maybe should. The very end of the movie is... A bit abstract, uh, like the closing scene is a bit abstract, and I imagine maybe a bit of a head scratcher for some people. I liked it. I, th- I thought I picked up enough in what was said throughout the movie in terms of commentary on the planet, uh, and like I see how the indigenous atmosphere has been invaded by by particles and and you know meteors or whatnot from other planets, and that may have shaped the creation of life on this but I, I, I kind of understood that and that, you know the, the kind of transcendence at the end made sense to me so I, I think that works well but I would imagine some people might not like that uh, and like I say the pacing worked for me in the slow deliberate approach to the end but I imagine that might frustrate some people as well I think overall The Beach House is a surprising little indie movie I think it offers a lot on clearly very little um, it has good performances, character development maybe lacking a bit in certain areas. The practical effects are well done, the special effects are well done, and I liked how it stuck its landing. So, I mean, if I look across the board here, there's a whole hell of a lot to love. Cinematography is good, scoring is good, sim design is good. Uh, it really surprised me. It kind of caught me on the back foot because... The Beach House is not a great name for a horror movie at all. Plus it also kind of insinuates that maybe The Beach House is going to be something a bit more slashery than it actually is. I think it's something like Dream Home is what kept going through the back of my head and how Dream Home maybe is the apt name but isn't a great name for that horror movie. 
So yeah, overall, this movie does a surprising amount right. And when it finished, I actually felt satisfied. Yes, there are a couple of niggles in there, which, to be honest, I'm marking it down for with my final grade. But as, as movies on Shudder in recent times go, this one scores surprisingly high. I give The Beach House a 4 out of 5. You should go and check it out. It's surprisingly good. And I, I don't want to kind of damn it with faint praise, but like I say, Shudder has an occasion. Uh, promised great things for me and I've watched stuff and I've just not dug it. And this one certainly felt like a step in the right direction. So The Beach House and this non-spoiler review gets a 4 out of 5. Let me know in the Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast, what you made of it if you get a chance to see it. Right, I'm taking my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 267 with a special bonus review of The Beach House, brand new horror movie exclusive on Shudder. Like I said right at the start, throw Shudder some shekels uh, or sign up for that free week, I think it is a week, I, I, I have a vague memory that during the, the lockdown thing they may have upped it to 30 days, that might be the Arrow video streaming service, but yeah, you do get a, an allocation of free time on that one, even if it is 7 days, it's enough time to pick off this movie and some others on their full show, or if you are looking at trying to bolster your horror knowledge, Maybe you should subscribe to it. Um, I've been subscribed since it came to the UK and I don't often watch things on it. I have a kind of fleeting attention on it. I still throw my subscription money to it because I kind of hope that one day the service in the UK will get as good as it is in the States. Uh, just not as much choice over here as there is over there. Um, but yeah, you can do that. Check out uh, The Beach House and then uh, report back and let me know what you made of it. But I hope you enjoyed this review nonetheless. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show. As always, wherever you're listening to me right now, uh, hit subscribe on that application and that way you will never miss anything from under the stairs. If you subscribe to the Teapots Collective, you are in default, not ever in a position where you will miss anything that I record, produce or release. You're covering all your bases. It is a smart choice. It is the only choice. Um, you can visit our website, it's tputzcast.com. Buy merch to support the show by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. Nice and simple. Why not visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast for the podcast under the stairs group page. The Teaputz Collective Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeaputzCast. Nice and simple. Check us out in Flick Chat. Uh, it is free as an application for Android and iOS. Our join code is TeaputzCast there as well. It's all the TeaputzCast, all the TeaputzCast time. Couldn't be any easier. Right, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. But fear not, we're back on Saturday. You control things. Tomorrow I'll be posting three movies on the Facebook group page with a little poll that you can vote against for a couple hours. The winner of that that movie covered on Saturday. So, until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. 
This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.